I'm Ross Hunter. And I'm David James. And welcome to Sales Athlete, a program designed to keep you performing at your peak. G'day, Ross Hunter. David James, how are you, my friend? I'm very, very good, and I'm really, really interested because I'm going to be asking you some questions today right. in regards to your story. Oh, that'll be a short story. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be almost, almost a sonnet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we can stop now then, can we? Is that it all over? <laughs> Pretty much, we're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk a bit about your role and your, 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 your coming into an advancement through the through your leadership journey, Ross, to lead you where, yeah, you you now have a multi million dollar business and and uh, how many people do you employ? What thirty, forty, something like 40, that? 40. 40, 40 odd people, etc. And and I know what your background is, and I'm I'm, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, sure. but but um, you know, I first met Ross a long, long time ago, and I asked him, you know, prior to coming into the sales industry, what you were doing, and you were a heavy duty diesel mechanic, is correct. that right? Yeah, correct. And uh, operating in the outback eastern goldfields of, yeah. of Western Australia. Yeah, yeah. So so now you're in one of the leading suburban areas of Perth, Western Australia, and you put that bloody lovely suit on every day, et cetera. You're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me how you got there. Um, mate, it's a funny thing, actually. I'll go back to my days as a diesel mechanic, um, Fixing bulldozers and the yeah, like. yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, one of the things, and, and I used to get a whole, I used to get ribbed like you wouldn't believe by guys because, um, and I, I sort of didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I, well, I knew what I was doing as a mechanic, but I, I'd be crawling around a bulldozer talking to my mates up there in the bush and wherever I was, and I was always telling them what I was going to do in life, and I say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to own my own business, I'm going to work internationally, I'm going to do this. Is I'm that gonna, right? I'm going to. Buy, I didn't know I'm this. I'm going to buy a certain car by on my by my 40th. I'm going to have a certain branded car, which yeah. I have. I'm going to do this, and 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 they used to say to me, "Ah, yeah, excuse yeah. my French." They say, "Mate, you you're just dreaming. You're a busted ass mechanic. Yeah. That's what you are. Just get over it. Yeah, shit. yeah. You know, you bloody dreamer. Okay, but isn't it about dreaming? Yeah. Right. And I had no idea what I was saying, but I was always very good at telling people where I wanted to go, what I wanted to be. Um, and because I learned a big lesson in life. When I was um, about probably 13 or 14, 14 I would have been, I made a decision early in life when I was about eight that I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I guess I was an early goal setter. Um, I wanted to be a doctor. I just, to this day, I'm fascinated by medicine and, and all that stuff. And so at the age of nine, I think it was, I joined St. John Ambulance um, First Aid Cadets. So I got in there and started learning first aid and went to various events as one of the first aid people and whatever. And I was only a kid, obviously. I was under the supervision of of senior people, but I was in that space. Um, and then I – because my goal was to get to um, Duntroon, the military college, mm-hmm. and um, become an officer and do medicine. Wow. a doctor through there. So I was working away, studying away, and then at the age of about um, – I can't remember what it was now, probably about 13 or so, um, I joined the Duke and Vandenborough Award Scheme. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. about yeah, it. Yeah, It's a bit like an army cadet mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was the youngest person in Australia to ever mm. be allowed to do it because mm. um, I thought this is a good sort of lead up into trying to get to the army later on. 
And anyway, about the same time, my parents had a very acrimonious divorce. Um, my world sort of fell apart, got taken out of a private school, put into a public school, just everything went to pop. Um, and we went to see this student um, counsellor, mm. guidance person, whatever they call them. Um, I just call them idiots. Uh, <laughs> um, and I went to see this person. I was with my mum and and I'd struggled for a year because of I'd lost all my focus. I'd lost everything because of what happened in my world. Um, I went from being, a, you know, a pretty much a high-achieving student mm. to pretty much the worst in the class. Um, and he said, well, what do you want to do in life? I said, oh, I want to be a doctor. And he laughed at me. Yeah, I was going to say that would have gone down well. He literally laughed uh, at me. He said, uh, he said, you've got no chance of ever um, being something like mm. that. And it was the most soul-destroying thing that ever happened to me in my life and lost all my confidence to the point where by the age of 15 I was out of school, done, finished. Mm. Mm. Um, but what it taught me was, um, you know what, no matter what somebody else says, you can still do it. So I kept telling people my story, kept telling people where I wanted to go, what I wanted to be um, because you know, as adults, you, when you when you dare tell somebody what you wanted to do, there are people like that idiot that said to me, you can't do it, which in hindsight is I could have done it, but I just needed somebody to actually help me at the stage just you know, get back on track. It's obviously been a great motivator because I, I can see in your body language and that today. Oh, mate, it was. Yeah. It's, it's still riled yeah, me today. I if I saw that. that particular person today, I'm reasonably sure yeah. I'd punch their lights out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, um, I've, I've just sort of said, you know what, you've got to know what you want because nobody else gives a shit about your life but you. And you've just got to really own that. And so when I became a mechanic, I'd crawl out and said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They all laughed at me. Um, eventually I left that, I got into real estate um, and my, my career took off from there. A lot of those guys that I worked with and they laughed at me, they're still there crawling around bulldozers mm, and doing mm, stuff. I bet you they are. Um, and I've achieved what I've mm, achieved in mm. life. Um, but that's all and that's why the number plates on one of my cars is CCV because mm. – I am an absolute 100% believer you have to have a crystal clear vision of what it is you want in life. Mm. Absolutely. Where you want to go, yeah. And if you truly believe in it, mm. you, you've got to tell people. Mm. In the face of ridicule, in the face of everything, if you're not prepared to tell someone what you, where you see your crystal clear vision, then you don't actually believe it. Mm. You know, and that's where I think one of the greatest two, – two things in life that really stood out for me – um, that most people are aware of is when John F. Kennedy stood up in 1962 or 63 and said, we will take, we will have a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Mm. Now, mate, they didn't know how to get a man to bloody cross the Atlantic Ocean, let alone mm. the moon, mm. but he publicly said, this is the vision mm. and they did it. Mm. The other one, the greatest exponent was Muhammad Ali for mm. those that you know, know about mm. Ali. Mm. Um he, way before he was a world champion, he used to tell people, I'm the greatest. Mm. I'm the greatest boxer in history. I'm the world mm. champion. I'm mm. this and I'm this and I'm mm. this and I'm this. Now, people say, you know, I mean, I've read books on him. I've seen documentaries and he was laughed at. He was ridiculed. Mm. Um, but he achieved it because mm. he kept – because the more you tell someone, the more it actually ingrains it within yourself. Mm. So mm. I'm probably off point a bit, but to me that's – where my story and it still sits there. I still, mm. I still see David. There's this thing when I when I really want something, 
and I, I see it and I feel I almost I almost get this out-of-body experience, almost get this feeling that I can't stop it from happening. I know it sounds mm. ridiculous, mm. but when I really believe in something and really, really want it, I get this 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 feeling. It's weird. And I, I can't I can't stop the momentum. Mm. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel that, Ross? Because um, Ross had some major surgery. What, be two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Did you feel that you that, that you had to draw on that? Yeah. After I, I did, I did. I think I told you, David. Um, it was a pretty daunting thing at the time, mm. and you know there was a massive amount on the table. What it was going to mean to my life? Was I going to live? Was mm. I going to? Mm. What does it mean? You know, moving forward. So I wrote myself a letter um, the night before my surgery. Mm. I uh, don't know how I did it, to be honest, mm. and it was a pretty deep letter because I thought whatever happens here, I'm going to own this. Mm. I'm going to absolutely own this and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to not forget how I feel right now. Mm. Mm. And so it's been a very pivotal thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's take us to present day and your leadership. Yeah. You know, your, your, your leadership story because <clears throat> when I first met you, you were a franchise manager for a a, a major real estate brand in Australia. Yeah. And uh, and I've seen you develop through to, you know, your, a massive business that you had in New Zealand. Yeah. And then a big business here in Perth, although it's just, uh, you know, you know one off. So yeah. so there must have been some some whys in amongst that, you know, some hows and some whos and some wheres that, 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 that enabled you to put your leadership practices into place yeah. and your leadership principles to enable you to get to where you are today. Yeah, look, it's a funny thing. It's it's one of those things I've never consciously thought about. It's something I've organically done. I've always been a big believer of um, of, of how I communicate as a leader, know where I want, know what the vision is, but I've never been a person to communicate um, via third parties. If I want to share something or say something, I've always gone to the person or gone to the people and had mm. conversations mm. And, and shared it one-on-one. Mm. I've never used like emails and so forth to communicate something. Like mm. you saw, well, in fact, yeah. what you saw in my office yesterday, that's yeah. just exactly. how I want to do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think that's mm. I think that's been key to it all. It's very, like I, I was once, um, an assessment was done on me as a leader and one of the big things that that's came That's bold. Yeah, yeah. It was um, one of those sort of very deep psych mm. sort of things mm. that was done mm. on me. And the overarching thing that came out of it, they I've never forgotten this, they said, um, I'm a very inclusive leader, mm. and I am. I mm. include people in processes. Mm. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not dictatorial in my manner, mm-hmm. and that's why I think um, over the years in my different businesses, I've I've got a, something I'm extremely proud of. I've always managed to have very stable teams, develop stable teams, and people stay mm. with me mm. for a long time. Mm. I think that's maybe a result mm. of that. I don't know. Mm. Okay, so let's so so let's then give some uh, some help to those people that are aspiring to get to the level you've got to in regards to, let's call it, leadership athlete. Yeah. So so you're sitting down with with someone that's in your team now, and or someone that that's come to you from a consultative point of view. Mm. Um, Three quick things, Ross, in mm. regards to what you would say to that person that would get them started on their leadership journey, that would get them started towards being a leadership athlete. Um, number one is um, just be very clear of of where you see the world and own it. Mm. You know, just own it. Mm. You know, because the, it's really important that people don't become 
um, stereotyped. It's really important that you you really you where where you see things, you own it because mm. nobody's going to own it more than you. Mm. You really got to believe in it. Um, sh- you got to share it, share it with people where where you see things and what you want to do, um, and then work out. Um, who you can surround yourself with. You can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to surround yourself with to implement it and to you know, mm. actualise that? Yeah, brilliant. That, yeah, good that stuff. Vision. One like, final thing then. Yeah. Let's talk sales athlete. Yeah. Same situation. Yeah. Young salesperson sitting opposite you. Yeah. Three things. Um, three things to say to a young salesperson. Once probably similar. Be very clear of, of your plan. Mm. What do you want? You know, what's your plan? Um, number two, make sure that's authentic to your plan, not what somebody else thinks your plan should be. Because I see a lot of, certainly in the sales industry, they sit down with their their boss and they sit down and do all these ridiculous spreadsheets that mean absolutely jack shit because it's somebody else's manipulating, saying what they want that person to do, but it's got nothing to do with what that person wants. Mm. So it's got to mm. be authentic. Mm. And the other thing is um, very quickly develop very strong habits, rituals and routines. Yeah. So mm. important. It is, isn't it? So important. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mate, absolute brilliant insight into the one and only. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ross I don't know Hunter. about brilliant, mate. I don't know about brilliant, but it has you know, people a, might tune off, but anyway, no, or tune a, out. It's been a brilliant career. Thanks for sharing it with us, Ross. Okay, mate. See ya. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. So, like true athletes, Please continue to walk with a spring in your step. And ensure you're winning your game. Each day ask yourself, am I at me peak?